The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, whoever loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Some of you will have noticed that I've been away for a few weeks on uh, vacation, and uh, I had a, a great trip. I have nine siblings, plus my parents, so spending a day or two with each one of them takes a while, and uh, so I made a loop through Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Georgia, and uh, I'm back. I got to be there uh, to see my newest nephew, Charles, who was born on the 4th of June, uh, to my little sister, Annie. Uh, and I think I'm pretty much the favorite uncle already, I would, I would imagine and hope. On the way home, I was listening to a podcast uh, that gave me a few ideas for the homily today. And I want to do something a little different. I'm not going to start with the scriptures, but I'll start with our 4th of July weekend that we're celebrating our freedom and I also want to use uh, something that you would not be expecting me to use as a story, which is uh, The Little Mermaid. I am not referring to the new one, which I haven't seen, but the, the one from the 90s. So any 30, 40-year-olds here, you know, we grew up with The Little Mermaid, uh, that Disney cartoon. And it does have something to do with freedom, and it will tie in to the gospel, I promise, at the end. When we talk about our freedom on the 4th of July, we're using that word, but we often perhaps are not using the word freedom the way the Bible understands freedom. We, in our culture today, often think of freedom as simply, I get to do what I want and no one can stop me. Now, when you say it that way, you might say to yourself, especially on a Sunday morning at church, you might think, well, that's not exactly, there's a little bit more to it, but we don't always live that way. It kind of means I get to do what I want. And that leads me to the Little Mermaid story, which I didn't know until just a couple days ago that the book, The Little Mermaid, which was uh, about 150 years ago written by Hans Christian Andersen, haven't read it, I just assumed that that book was just like the movie, but the ending of that book is nothing like the Disney movie. And uh, it's 
a little bit more of a tragedy. You wouldn't read it to your kid at bedtime. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and if you pause and think about Ariel, the mermaid, and what she does with her freedom, uh, and you kind of just reflect a little more deeply, you might have a different impression. The story, as we all know, she wants to be human. She doesn't want to be where she is. She wants a different life. She wants something she can't have. And yet she has everything she could ever need there as the daughter of the king. And her father finds out about this, isn't happy, and sort of puts limits on her freedom. But Ariel decides to basically sell her soul to Ursula, the wicked witch, and to be able to have legs and go on shore and try to win over her Prince Charming. Ariel doing that is gambling her own life, but she's also gambling the well-being of her family and all of her people. It doesn't work out, right? We know the story on the shore. She can't get him to, to give her a kiss, and so in the end, she, she ends up under the power of Ursula. And her father, who loves her, comes to help rescue her, and he sacrifices himself. In the Disney movie, he's not able to do it. And then Prince Charming comes at the end and saves the day, risking his own life and almost dies to at least bring things back to the way they were. And the Disney movie ends with Ariel just, you know, sort of crying that she can't be with her Prince Charming. And her father says at the end, well, she loves him so much and he gives her the ability to become a human and they live happily ever after. Ariel used her freedom in a very selfish way, risking her life and everyone else's life. And at the end of the Disney book, she gets rewarded. And at the end of the real book, she gets punished. And that's why you wouldn't read it at bedtime. It's not a happy ending. I won't, I won't spoil the ending. You can go ahead and read it yourself uh, and uh, find out what really happens to Princess Ariel. That's an example. And I, I use it because I never noticed that as a kid. I've never thought about it my whole life, that that story is actually a bad example of freedom. And that's why little by little, we, we, we kind of drink in what the culture at large says is our freedom. Freedom in the biblical sense is much deeper and much more beautiful. In the beginning of scripture, there's a time when the Israelites are enslaved in Egypt. And God tells Moses to tell Pharaoh to set my people free so that they can worship me, so that they can enter into relationship with me. God has made us free in the biblical sense so that we can do the greatest thing humanly possible, which is to be worshiping the Father, which is what we're doing here this morning. And it doesn't become just a theory, a theoretical, let's go worship the Father. It takes a very uh, real human, let's say, uh, it incarnates into our own life, not just in our worship of God, but in our love of neighbor and our family. You see, freedom is a means to something else. There's a great phrase by Pope John Paul II in his theology, and I'd like to put that quote up here. He says, Freedom consists not in doing what we like, kind of like Princess Ariel, but in having the right to do what we ought. Freedom is a means to love. If we weren't free, we couldn't love God, we couldn't love ourselves and our neighbor, and that's why God made us free. 
Anytime we use our freedom in the wrong way, we end up hurting ourselves. We end up hurting others in our life. To sin, let's not think of sin anymore as like breaking a rule or running a stop sign. Sin is hurting yourself. It's choosing a selfish act. It's choosing yourself over God and your neighbor, and it destroys your life the way it destroyed Ariel's life. So this weekend, as we're celebrating our freedom and the founding father's idea of freedom, we were free for religion, not free from religion. We were free to love and to live and to thrive, and that's a great gift. Hopefully, today we can all have that thanksgiving in our hearts for truly being set free by God and redeemed by our Lord so that our lives can every day become more Christian and more beautiful and more full of love. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.